Good morning, good morning. Welcome to It's Time for Affordable Housing. I'm your favorite host, LaShondra Grace, the apartment lady, founder of the Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation. Hmm. Okay, you guys. Here we go. Um, so I, I want to touch on some numbers that I, I put out in yesterday's show that part right there they said that the rental the rental the housing rental industry in the united states had pulled in 4.7 trillion dollars in one year and really i meant to say that it was in a decade so from 2009 to 2019 the that um industry pulled in four point $5 trillion, but in 2019, right before the pandemic, then the rental, the housing rental industry in the United States poured in $512 billion. So them putting $46 billion towards rental assistance during these stay-at-home orders, uh, yeah, it still was. It still didn't tip the iceberg, okay? Because that was supposed to be for two years, and in one year, 2019, right before the pandemic, there are reports on Statistica that says, and Zillow. That I'm I'm reading a press release from Zillow that says that the renters paid a record high of 512 billion dollars in rent alone in 2019. So I don't want to give you guys the wrong numbers. That $4.5 trillion was in a decade, 10 years, from 2009 to 2019. I was um, working on a research paper, and I started looking at the numbers, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I that, yeah, okay, LaShondra, you got to retract that. So, yeah, in 10 years. But still, $512 billion in 2019, and they put that $46 billion to cover rental arrears for two years during stay-at-home orders? No, that's still a problem. Okay, so this show today, we're going to talk about um, children and the effects of evictions on children. So I was reading... Um, a research paper by Harvard Medical School, and it's entitled Evictions Hunt Families and Harm Children's Health, right? Yes, that is true. The evictions, they hunt families and harm children's wealth, health. So... So, of course, right, evictions would harm children's wealth because you got to think about the uh, renter's life cycle. So, in impoverished neighborhoods, uh, moderate to low-income renters, their life cycle is about two to three years. I'm actually doing a, a report on that, and I'm getting the numbers. We've already did the statistics, and their life cycle is about two to three years, if that, right? And and that's on the high end, because in these impoverished neighborhoods, there's a... There's another life cycle, and the ecosystem there 
is messed up. There's another life cycle in these impoverished neighborhoods and that cycle really lasts about a year. So when I said two to three years, I'm just thinking of moderate to low income renters as a whole. But then, you know, these these families, they get into, they live in, in these impoverished neighborhoods, you know, there's no resources. The, the rents that they have to pay uh, is um, way more than the market value of the, the rental property. And then they're, um, they end up in a cycle where they have to pay uh, two month security and last month rent and the first month rent. And, and so as they get into those properties, uh, I joked about um, this before, but as they get into those properties, they find out that the landlord is not going to fix anything and that there's more problems than ever and that the, that there should have been a um a pet fee because they have pets they have they have mice and 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 um rats and uh roaches and things like that right and then when the landlord is not fixing it and not patching up and things of that nature the tenant starts to not pay the rent right because now they're in this uninhabitable place but they need that shelter they're not going to pay this rent the landlord already knew that that's why they um, made them pay so many months of rent up front and after about two three months of not paying then they evict them so they already know how that like how that cycle goes but then this tenant still in the same neighborhood looking for another landlord don't want to leave the neighborhood and Nobody else is going to rent to them anyway, so they end up with another landlord in the same neighborhood, and the process starts all over again. So this is, I've seen it, nine years of dealing directly with tenants with evictions, nine years, I've seen it. I've seen it, people with two, three evictions, four or five evictions. This is how we started these um, tenants' rights classes back in 2015. Because the numbers, you know, I, I started seeing the patterns like, wait a minute, they don't know their rights. They don't know their rights. But then even when I tell them their rights, they're scared of breaking that pattern. But that's another show. I'm going to talk about the children. This is why, um, but so that, that life cycle, let's, let's circle back around to the children. I digress. Um, so if a, if a child is you know being uprooted and moved around has no stability then of course is going to affect the children okay um where are they going to go to school maybe the, the family can't find an apartment in that same school district so these children are shifted around from place to place i mean i, I went to eight different uh, grammar schools eight different grammar schools and being unstable, that affected even me. Going to eight different grammar schools, all the other kids, they all grew up together. And every year I had to enter a classroom with children that I didn't grow up with. Not knowing if I'm going to be there for two years. I never was there for two years. Do so you understand what I'm saying? And, and so, yes, this... This, this will cause great harm to our children. And you know, our children is our future. Which is why 
Um, we started the Young Apartment Ladies at the Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation. I'm like super excited about that because the little girls, um, they are having <laughs> a ball. Um, I had them over for a sleepover uh, this weekend, my first group. I had them at a sleepover this weekend and I saw them playing school because, and so the, the, the first group, they're ages six through nine. And I had four of them with me this weekend. And they were, I'm, I'm looking at them, listening to them toward the end of the night before it was time to go to bed, they started playing school. So they're playing school and I'm like, wow. Children, they play, they, they do what they see. They soak up so much. They're like sponges. And so they're all in school. So they, they're playing school. So, okay, so during the night, I'm thinking, Chandra, they soak up everything. How can you plant more seeds in them? Because you want the young apartment ladies. You don't want them to get an apartment because that's the life cycle for low to moderate renters, you guys. Just as soon as it's time for you to get on your feet, you go and you get an apartment, right? Where other income levels they may get an apartment because they're in college but as soon as they get out of college and they get you know in a relationship whatever they buy houses they buy their houses in their 20s but then low to moderate income levels you know they're renting they're stuck in this rental cycle right so i'm like lashandra what can you do to start planting in them because the young apartment ladies is all about growing them up, giving them, exposing them to so much information, everything that has to do with housing, whether it's architect, construction, you wanna be a landlord, you wanna be a real estate agent, you want to work in public housing, you wanna be a housing advocate. It's all about housing. So how do I plant that in them? <clears throat> so the, I got up this morning and I got up that morning, I'm sorry, and I'm making them breakfast and I'm looking at them, looking at the little girls and I'm seeing, you know, the assignments that their quote unquote teacher was giving them while they were playing, playing um, school. I said, you know what? <clears throat> we're gonna play the apartment lady. <laughs> we're gonna play the apartment lady. So we got up this morning and I had them, it was two, four of them. So I had them pull out, I pulled out a deck of cards and I gave each one a suit and they had to sort the cards out and get all of the cards in their suit. And they're like, okay, well, what kind of card we're gonna play? And I'm like, no, we're gonna play the apartment lady. And they're like, okay, how do we play that? I'm like somebody's gonna be a landlord and somebody's gonna be the tenant. And they're like, okay, but then, you know, well, how? So, you know, I kind of explained it to them. So someone, um, they said, who wants to be the landlord? And each one of them said, me. <laughs> so everybody wanted to be a landlord. So I'm like, you know what? Each one of you guys could be a landlord, okay? Each one of you could be a landlord. But then the goal is to get the other person's carbs so you're gonna have to create a business and 
start renting things out to each other or selling things to each other. Um, unlike uh, phone time, laptop time, tablet time, whatever you guys got to do. But when you come back with me next week, whoever has the most cards, that's the one that gets the reward. They're like, okay, okay. So I'm super excited to see how this is going to go. But then after they left and a couple days after they left, I saw some paper balled up and I looked at the paper, I unballed it. I'm like, what is this? I'm going to make sure it's not nothing important. I looked at it and they had all drawn their own houses. And that was the night before, before I even introduced the concept of the apartment lady group, like they're going to play the apartment lady. Um, they had already drawn their own houses and I'm looking at these houses now and they didn't draw apartments. They had already drawn houses. And that's, yeah, I'm gonna frame these houses and put them in my office, but yeah, that's that's the power of exposure. So they all know that I'm the apartment lady. They, they've already been asking me, why, why is everybody calling you the apartment lady? Why can't you be the house lady? Do you rent out houses too? I mean, they have all these questions. I'm just so excited and so grateful that these parents are entrusting me to pour into these little girls. But, you guys, so with me pouring all of this positive into these little girls, how do you think being uprooted and evicted, what does that pour into children? our children that are sponges. What does that pour into them? So then how, um, um, this Harvard report, you know, it, it, it was, yeah, it was timely because people need to understand, the lawmakers need to understand, look, our future is on the line. Our future is on the line with all these evictions that's going around and going on with the with the rental with the housing rental market not being regulated really at all. There are a lot of things that we're losing because of this. So we talked about that pyramid that pyramid. Yeah, I said housing was a big layer in the pyramid and when the housing crumbles, everything else crumbles. And then I did say in that pyramid that the buying power was the tip. But now I want to say the buying power is not the tip of that pyramid. Our future is the tip of that pyramid. The children are the tip of that pyramid. So when when a child becomes evicted and all of their stuff, because most of the time these parents, they leave everything in the apartments. They leave everything in the apartments. That's something that we work on with the members of the Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation. They leave everything in the apartment. So all the children, toys, clothes. It's like a rug was snatched from under them. And now their whole world is shaken up. And the first stop may be a hotel or someone else's house. And so now they're staying with other children that those children have their possessions and they don't have any possessions. Maybe a doll or a book bag full of stuff or 
a car or today, you know, their cell phone. How do you, how do you expect that to affect a child? And, and not, and, and so, okay, they're living with somebody else, the other person, the other children, they have their possessions. Now they don't have any possessions. They have to follow these other children's rules and maybe even have to go to another school. Yeah, evictions, they don't just affect where a person's going to stay. They have lifelong effects. And our children are becoming the casualties or are the casualties of these lifelong effects. Okay, let me know what you think about that. I'm LaShonda Gray's The Apartment Lady, and you're listening to It's Time for Affordable Housing. Thank you. Thank you.